Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior, healing heroes one dive at a time. Hey, this is Rob, the founder and director of Neptune Warrior, where our mission is healing heroes one dive at a time. And I've got one of those heroes on with me tonight. Um, I have waited a really long time to, to do this podcast. And as you know, I'm a huge proponent of local diving. You have to dive. You need to dive where you're at. There are so many opportunities that we overlook. And we, we actually have a gym right here in, you know, in the Treasure Valley. And it's something that's often overlooked. It's often something that's scoffed at. A lot of people talk about not diving there. When we, when we talk about diving there, people are like, what do you find, bodies and that kind of stuff. And it really is, it, it really is a gym. It's, it's a place I love to dive. You can almost dive there year-round as long as you've got the right, you know, really as, as long as you've got the right, right equipment and everything. And I thought that I really knew Quinn's well. Well, I've got somebody that I'm doing the podcast with tonight who's becoming more of a permanent fixture with Neptune, and I, I appreciate that. For years, I've been trying to connect with them. I've always heard a lot of great stories about Quinn's and a lot of the folklore of Quinn's and even some of the science of Quinn's. And if you're from the Treasure Valley area, you've probably heard it called a, different, a couple different names. Quinn's is the official name of it, but it's also been called Clock Tower Pond. It's been called Bob Rice Pond. Uh, it's been, <laughs> it's probably even, even been called some things that are not quite as um, flattering as that. So I'd like to welcome Dean to the show. Dean, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Man, I got to tell you, I have really loved having you become more and more a part of Neptune coming out for the project, coming out for the dives, coming out to just hang out with the sit by the pits. And you've, you know, you're always a, a great presence out there and you draw so many people into local diving. So I wanted to get you on and talk about Quinn's Pond. Well, thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure and I'm quite proud to be part of it. What, uh, so, so what's, first of all, what's, what's your history of Quinn's? When did you start diving there? And um, Well, so I started diving Quinn's and, and like you mentioned with, um, history of the of Quinn's and it's gone by so many different names and I actually learned it by calling it um, the Bob Rice Lithia Pond uh, because of the Bob Rice car dealership that was right there um, and I started diving in in the, in the late 90s 97 98 um, and back then it was undeveloped it was just it was a pond that was had a lot of foot traffic because of the green belt. There's actually, there's really three ponds that kind of are all related. Um, you have the two other Simplot ponds and huge gravel area right around it. And then um, no one really, no one swam it. Um, divers dove it. And in fact, there was, um, uh, used to be a, a trampoline that was sunk in there before it got developed into it. The Esther Simplot complex. So, yeah, it's been it's 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 grown up quite a bit since the mid nineties. See, I I thought I knew every single inch of Quinn's, and then when I talked to you, I always learn about new things. So, uh, first of all, where, where 
where is Quinn's located at? So, so Quinn's Pond is located as part of the Esther Simplot um, complex now, and it's 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 located in basically downtown Boise, off the the Boise River. Um, there's two um, green belts that connect and intersect, and basically off of Fairview, and and they have a, a really nice um, uh, kayak shop that you can rent kayaks and and, and small canoes and uh, even small sailboats. I think they have single sailboats that you can rent. Um, but it's basically in downtown Boise, and it's it's within walking distance if you live downtown, um, up and right close to Garden City. So I I know one of the most common areas to dive is right there by the by the the River Sports Shop, and mm-hmm. and, and that area in the past couple of years has grown quite a bit because you know you, you only used to have like a porta potty out there, uh, wasn't a whole lot of parking. Then they started developing the other ponds, and now it's really become. It's really become a, a feature attraction of the green belt and now you're getting a lot of a lot more traffic out there but kind of take us on a tour if you go off of what was the old boat ramp that was there and mm-hmm. and kind yeah. of uh you know because that, that's probably the most common area but but yeah kind of take us on a tour of, of what might be uh let, let's let's start coming off the boat ramp and heading right towards the docks so the 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 old the old well the new boat ramp uh, used to be stairs and um, interesting part about that is, is years ago um, it was used as a is really the primary uh, site for dive training. So when you when you first went off off the off the old stairs of the new ramp, there was a trampoline that was that was submerged about 14, uh, probably about 14, 15 feet if I, if memory serves me right, and it was used for learning buoyancy and, and, and gaining good buoyancy control. Um, from there, there was two lanyard lines. Uh, so we had two lines running parallel, uh, north, south, and east, west. Uh, the north-south line is actually still intact, surprisingly, after they did all the construction in, I believe it was uh, 2014, 2015, is when they redid the ponds and they dug it out. Uh, they drained the ponds. and um, pulled a bunch of stuff out um, but when you first dive into the into Quinn's um, the first thing you'll find is is there's there's a small ridge that that goes off to the left and then drops down to about 18 feet uh, really neat topography because it's really craggy boulders so you got some pretty good sized rocks uh, what I call the crane and uh, it's just some old framing metal framing but it makes for a really nice dive and uh, seeing some really nice fish. We have a lot of uh, perch that that are right there, bluegill, uh, some big bass, and then a lot of people don't know that there's um, a huge carp in Quinn's Pond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you, t- you tend to find them at night <laughs> is what I found. Yes. When, when you least expect it, all of a sudden they're, they're right there. I know that going around that left-hand side is where a lot of the old uh, – I think that they had they had uh, destructed uh, or deconstructed some some buildings, so you've got a lot of old building material there. It, it can actually be mm-hmm. kind of a, a kind of a dangerous area if you are, especially in it, with the limited visibility conditions that it often has now, and you could get hung up. Yes, that, especially with that metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but, with that metal framing, especially because when you dive, uh, when you popping up, if you're coming back and you pop up, you're right underneath that framing, and it's 
pretty easy to get hung up if you're not being careful about it. Yeah, I found some pretty cool um, and they, Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, on, on that side, there's also a lot of, um, they left a lot of the structures. So there's an old boiler that's still out there. Yep. Um, the Dr. Pepper uh, machine is still machine, out there. I believe, is still there. Yeah, the old Dr. Pepper machine is still there. And I found a, found a few other things. Now, there's a monument that's an, an underwater memorial that's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is for um, a diver um, by the name of Harvey Harris. And he unfortunately passed away uh, December of 2005, not in Quince. It was a, it was a, it was a, a fluke accident um, out in up in Seattle area. So what what do you know about um, Harvey? I mean, so Harvey was Harvey was a local diver that um, everyone knew. Um, he dove Quince and he he dove all the every the river Quince, the two simplot ponds, which. In the old days, we called the Rose Ponds, and um, he just was just a just kind of a local. Not legend would be the right word, but um, just a very fun character to be around. Um, yeah, definitely was at all almost all the dive, um, all the dive spots. You know, when the the old uh, dive club. Got together. He was always there. I heard um, co- always participated in all the cleanups. Yeah, I always heard he was, he was quite a quite a character and everything, and and kind of a local legend. Uh, now you, you mentioned the old dive shops. What what were the old dive shops in Boise at the that would have been around around that time frame, or or even when you started diving? Um, so well, we had um, Boise Scuba. So we had let's see what was it called boys water sports off off of orchard um really that was the only dive shop to my knowledge that's the one that i went to in the in the late 90s okay um dive magic didn't come around until later right um and then i know that uh, charlie shop um if memory serves me correctly um he bought that or, or or took it over from his sister. Yeah, don't what, quote me on that. Now, now, wasn't there a scuba shop that was just down from where the old Boise Water Sports was at? I, I've seen I've seen like a scuba pro sign on a building there on Vista. So that the on Vista would have been the Dive Magic okay. shop, and that's the only shop that I know that's ever been on Vista. Okay, yeah. It was so just, they yeah. initially had. Come out on Vista, and then they had taken over the work site. Okay, all right. Yeah, the um, people don't realize that we've got. I mean, we, that we do have a local diving scene here, and of course, I think Neptune has been the biggest proponent of reviving that, or at least making it expand. Because I know that you know one of the dive shops they were holding dives on Wednesday nights, and you know mm-hmm. six, eight, ten people, and then we come along on Thursday night dives, and suddenly we've got twenty, twenty-five, thirty on some nights. Um, mm-hmm. For you. Well, I want to come. I want to come back to, to talking about Quinns, but for you, why is local diving important, and what what are some things that we can be doing to keep promoting local diving? Um, the reason I think that local diving is is important is one, it it, it supports your community. Um, I'm huge into doing cleanups. Um, there's, uh, I have the nickname the Blaster, funny enough, uh, from a from a dive cleanup at Lake Harbor from many years ago. Um, because of 
one of the things that I found on the bottom, got the bomb squad called in, it was kind of entertaining. And, um, but we do such a huge service for the community just in, in, in providing um, cleanups of the local ponds, the local waterways, and then also bringing awareness to diving. I mean, diving is such a, um, an awesome sport and, and lifestyle. Um, so we get people involved into it, get more people um, interested in diving. And people, anytime you have a group of divers or if you're diving by yourself, always get those people asking about diving, wanting to know more about diving. So it's a good education for the, for the community as well. I, I was actually out at Lucky Peak last year with a couple of extra scuba sets, uh, medical waivers, and, you know, you know, rel- you know liability releases, mm-hmm. and a couple of wetsuits, you know, just shorties. And oh, right when, on. when people would ask, you know, hey, so what do you see out of there? Well, hey, let's go find out. And have actually been able to draw people into diving. Because I, th- I think one of the things that, that happens in diving is that we never really, it, it's, it's one of those sports that you don't really know how to get into unless you're invited into. In fact, there was a, a survey back, it's old data, but there was a survey back in, I think it was around 97, 98, 99, that said mm-hmm. the reason why most people don't dive is because they've never been invited to. I believe that. And I, and I think, local, uh, I think local diving, you know, is missing the, the mark on that. Hey, getting back into Quinn's, uh, wh- why don't you tell us a few other pieces of folklore about, about Quinn's? You, you shared one with me on text a little while ago that, uh, that, that, oh that, yes. Yeah. Um, so one of the thing, cool things about Queens, and actually Eagle Island State Park also has these little critters, is Queens has um, is a natural habitat for a, a, a freshwater jellyfish. Um, very hard to see. Um, in fact, I didn't believe it for the longest time um, until I saw, for my own eyes, I saw a, a jelly, and, and they're they're tiny, they're, and I believe they're related to to um, um, blue bells, but yeah, uh, actually, actually, they, they might be the size of your pinky. Yeah, they're about dime size. They're actually related to to man of war, which is crazy. Oh yeah, that's what it is, the man of wars. Uh, I've dove one other place down in South Texas because usually they're east of the Mississippi, and there's only a few locations that they're located west of the Mississippi that they've been found. Bernie Lake, that my buddy Adrian and I used to dive all the time, also had uh, actually a very large population of freshwater jellies. And, uh, yeah, they're they're hard to see, especially with the visibility of Quinns, right? Which is what gives Quinns some, uh, you know, a bad rep with with some some divers. Um, personally, I, I I love diving Quinns. I, I I know the topography, and it's there's always something new to find out there. Oh, always. And the visibility factor, you know, people talk about the visibility being poor. I think diving in zero biz makes you a better diver. Oh, absolutely. If you can dive well and be comfortable in zero biz, then you go dive Rotan or you dive Electric Beach in Hawaii where you have great visibility, but it just makes you that much better of a diver. Or, or even if you go someplace in the Northwest, like, you know, around Hoodsport or, mm-hmm. you know, any, any of the, those Northwest Pacific ocean dives, you know, you're already used to being in a dry suit or a seven mil and you're used to low visibility, all of a sudden you get out to places like that, 
and everything becomes just second nature and you get to you really get to enjoy the dive. Hey, do you know are you familiar with any of the history of Quinns of what it used to be or anything like that or I do. Um so years and years and years ago and I don't know exactly what years, but so like we said, you know, it's been known by a lot of different names and, and it's it's called Quinns because it was originally owned by Quinn Robbins Construction Company. Um and it's if memory serves it's the it was it was the wife of the partner um and that's why in the name it was the name of of, of quinn right um it's been a it was a concrete um site for for many years and it, that's why there's the three the three ponds technically i'm not too sure veterans would have been considered part of that site as well because veterans pond is or the boise cascade lake it's also known as is is right there as well. They're kind of all, all four of those uh, ponds interconnected. Um, so for many years, it was just, just three gravel quarries, right. um, with no construct, no development or anything like that. And so, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say at one point it was a slaughterhouse too. There was a slaughterhouse that was out there. I did not know that. Yeah, actually. yeah. I actually had uh, one of, uh, in fact, Phil and Lori. Birds, one of their sons, did some research on it for college and found out that it used to be a slaughterhouse out there. Well, that would make sense. I know that there's um, there, there were quite a few buildings out there originally. Um, even in the late 90s, some of those buildings were still remnants. You can still see the outlines of the, of the, the footprints of the buildings. Yeah. Kind of, kind of cool. Um, a lot of rebar. Lots of rebar. And What's that? Yeah, I was going to say lots of rebar. Any, anything else you know history-wise or... Or anything like that about it? Um, just between the uh, the interconnecting of the two Centpot ponds, um, everyone called them Rose One and Two because you had to take Rose Street to get to them. Um, other than that, I just know that there, it used to be um, part of that construction group, and uh, for many years they made a lot of concrete out of using those ponds. I know that when you know when I first started diving there, uh, it was, I, the visibility was always off and on, you know, it's never been great mm-hmm. visibility, but I can't remember really good vis days out there. And it seems like that after they built the, the water park or the, the, the kayak park or, you know, whatever that is there off the river and they re-diverted some of that water. I mean, visibility got horrible. I don't know if you've seen the same thing or not. Yeah, it did. Um, and, and, and also because of the, the amount of people being in the water, um, visibility, I think, was affected by that as well. Um, but I have noticed that in early spring and late fall, the visibility is, is, is mucho better, um, obviously because the algae bloom has died off and whatnot. But um, I think also just because the foot traffic isn't as much. Yeah. A lot of muck out there. I know that I've found, I've measured up to uh, two and a half feet of, of muck until you hit, until you, you know, until you hit the hard stuff down below. So we did. Yeah, that. yeah. Did I that. I always joke with people and tell them that you can stick your hand up to at least your elbow, if not up to your shoulder in some spots. <laughs> now, do you do before any, you hit the rock bottom? Do you do any uh, any cool searches out there? I know. So for me, I go out with a couple of fin- couple of finger reels, and we'll set up an area and just search the muck. I mean, it's we have low vis anyway, mm-hmm. so. I've come up with some pretty pretty cool items just 
just searching just muck going back and forth on a dive spending spending about an hour working a you know like a hundred foot by hundred foot area with my yeah on the on uh, the now don't give, south side don't, don't give away the good parts <laughs> oh okay no no um on the south side see the cool thing about quince too is is it's really a mini lake it's a huge pond and the topography and and, and the different parts of the pond are are completely different so like on the north side you have a really nice rocky shelf that, that comes out to what we call them you know we call the mud flats um and then on the on the south side it's it's a lot more vegetation some big bass out there i've i've seen huge bass out there um and there's there's a couple things out there that are um interesting there's a huge role of uh, pla the plastic um, tarp that they use for um uh, weed control right um and there's probably about three or four feet wide and about 10 feet long i mean it's huge um one summer i actually did attempt to uh, try to uh, salvage that out but yeah it's it's, it's uh it's more <laughs> than a one person job it was not done yet. yeah but there's 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 a lot of uh interesting things out there I know at one point that, and I think that they pulled it out when they redid the pond, but there used to be some construction vehicles down in there too. Yeah, and, yeah, and those did get pulled out. Um, in the middle pond, they do have um, some vehicles that they did sink on purpose for the local uh, fire department to train on. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. So what uh, what, what kind of diving stuff is, is, is interesting to you now um, with, you know, you know, staying within the local scene and everything? What are some areas, either within Quinn's or or within the local area that that you're interested in right now? Um, I love doing cleanups. Um, I love finding stuff on the bottom. Um, you know, I use metal, not a very expensive metal detector, but I use metal detector, and I and I comb the the the, the swimming holes and. And the bottom, just to see what's on the bottom and whatnot. And um, I just like to explore. I really like to sit on the bottom and just sit there and, and just watch the underwater, underwater world kind of revolve around me. Yeah. Um, I've done some really uh, cool videos of the winds where uh, just hundreds of fish sit there and just swarm you. Um, on the south side, especially with, with all the, the weed the weeds that are out there um but cleanups um and just 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 being one with the with the with the water yeah oh no it's 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 and you know it's 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 that experience it's hard to describe so does diving really just kind of calm a lot of things inside you oh yeah absolutely absolutely um it's 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 a huge um de-stressor um you having a bad day you go into water and just sit there and you can just sit, sit on a rock and just, just watch the fish swim by. Or, um, if you feel like exploring, you can sit there and, and, um, you know, scoot along and just see what else is out there. Um, and especially with Quinn's, it's such a huge area. There's, there's a lot that I'll bet I've only explored maybe 25% of it in the, in the years that I've been diving Quinn's. I was gonna say you Just probably there's so much out there. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you. I, I feel like I've hit a lot of places in Quinns, and I know 
you're you're probably one. You, you and probably Wade are the guys that know Quinn's better than what I do. And there's times I'm like, wow, I think I know it all out there. Then I talk to you guys, and it's like, oh, geez, I had no idea that that was out there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, oh, especially like if you go along the 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 west side of the pond, there's uh, the topography's changed because they rebuilt it. Um, but there was some really cool sandbars that just kind of um, had some really awesome fish populations. Uh, not much to see otherwise, but they had a lot of, of schools of fish, and and um, and now you, you you can sit there and follow all the hosing that they have for the aerators. Yeah, I've done I've done a little bit of that. Followed the hosing and everything. The, the I, I've I've come across something. Under, under there, and I'm hoping that you've seen it, but there's, it's like a concrete, uh, it's it's almost like a concrete rectangle or, or concrete tubing, I guess. That's probably about, I don't know, five or six inches wide and skirts along the bottom and going, uh, you know, if, if you come off of where the docks are and, mm-hmm. and then you hit the, you know, head out and you hit the sand flats, you get about a hundred feet into the sand flats and all of a sudden there's this concrete structure. That's, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 or 12 inches tall. And then about, I don't know, six or eight inches wide and just keeps going I don't know if, Have you found that out there? I, there's a couple of things that, are out, that doesn't sound hundred percent familiar. I've probably come across it and just didn't pay attention to it. We're going to go do some. Um, is it straight out from the, from the North dock? Uh, no, actually, if you, if you come off the north dock and, and look at about a two o'clock position, and swim out and go hit and go hit the uh, the, the flats, you'll find it. Uh, and and we probably you know Cord when I was videotaping Cordy going Mach five either um, <laughs> the last cleanup last fall, um, I have great video of his pink flippers or flippers fins. Good grief! Yeah, who are and, you? Uh, <laughs> I know no kidding, and. Uh, the visibility was was pretty rough, but we missed so much, and we we scooted out. We were out, way out in the middle before I got short on air, and so we probably skipped right over it without even seeing it. I I dive slow, so you and I need to get out there and and, and go, and I I can show you that section. That that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, this, that'd this, be good. the sandbars have thrown me off because I know that when I set up the the badass diver, one of the things that we ask mm-hmm. our divers to do is a underwater navigation course that goes across Quinn's and, and we've got a couple of other areas that are, are equal distance. But I remember when I was setting that course up, I came up to one of those sandbars and I thought there's no way I'm coming up to shore already. I thought maybe I got, maybe I got turned around. I'm pretty decent with a, with a compass underwater. And so I went ahead and came up to the surface and found out that I was like, really, I mean, I was on track. I was in, I was in the middle of Quinn's. But those sandbars kind of freaked me out because all of a sudden it comes up and then it goes back down. And, it come, and you've got another one comes up and goes back down. So re- really, mm-hmm. really interesting topography that's out there. Hey, Dean, you've been getting involved with Neptune quite a bit. What's what's that experience been like? Because I know we're, we're really doing oh, it's it. Been, it, it it's, it. It's been great. Um, I, I love the camaraderie. Uh, I love the mission. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. It's just been a wonderful experience. And a great group of people. Um, really, we're just a big family. We just got to get you certified in some NAWI classes. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so now we in some and some SEI stuff. Hey, are are you working towards the badass diver? I'm not currently. Okay. Um, I'll bet if we sit down with a checklist, right. you've got a lot. Well, we'll have to yeah, we'll have to sit together and and, and come across a checklist. I know there's some reading and stuff. And, well, because I know you've probably have done the reading or the audio books, and I'm pretty sure I know you've got enough dives, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you've got enough dive. Uh, you know the different kinds of experiences. We need to sit down and go through the checklist because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that you're, you're really close. I know you're pretty close there. So, but hey, man, I know it's getting late, and this one's going to actually air uh, tomorrow. Because <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I I I really wanted to get this one on, and and this has been, you know. Like you know, like we said, we've been been trying to get this one in there. Hey, are you going to dive with us this weekend, either Friday night for the the UDC or or on Sunday? I'm going to try for Sunday. Um, I need to get my tanks filled and I need to put my VC back together. Okay, well, I, uh, I I know where you can get your tanks filled, so so run by. Yes, I know that. We'll we'll get that taken care of. Just run by and we'll get that taken care of. So, Dean, I'm going to cut you loose, man. Thank you so much for uh, for jumping on here late late tonight. Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks, brother. We'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow. All right. right. Have a good night. Good night. All right. So really good having him on. And it's been, we have talked about since, since the podcast began, I've talked about trying to get Dean on here. I really, really appreciate, you know, what he does for Neptune coming out and hanging out for Neptune. He's, you know, becoming a really good friend. I love talking diving with him, and I mean, uh, I he he knows more he knows more about diving in this area than probably I don't know almost anybody I know. There's probably two or three guys that that are at the same level as Dean is, and I know that I'm not one of them. So usually when I'm asking about local diving, whether it's Quinn's or if it's someplace else, it's it's Dean is the one who I'm going to, and he's just been he's been helping out with Neptune. Oh my gosh, a lot. He's becoming one of our our primary volunteers, and we're going to make sure that that he's getting recognized for that uh, very very shortly here. So you know more more to come on that. Hey, by the way, you probably heard Dean a couple of weeks ago call in. Remember, you can be part of this show if you dial two zero eight two five four zero four three six. We've got some cool things coming up uh, Friday tomorrow night. Or actually, by the time that you hear this, it'll be tonight. We have the Ultimate Diving Challenge. Really good setup this week. Everything from having to drop down, don your BC, and then do some no-fin swims, do some blind blind swims, uh, some no-mask, no-BC, no-fin, dragging it behind you type swims. we got a couple of uh, creative things for you. It's a great way to enhance or stay up on your skills. So this week's focus is really more on self-rescue skills. That's why we're doing some of those, you know, kind of some of those crazy things. We've also got our open coaching swim or dive rather on Sunday. Starts at two o'clock and ends at five. But most important, it is the going away party for Cordy. So Cordy is our local Marine recruiter. Has got some orders heading over to the Asia Pacific area. He's been a great addition and going to be missed. So we're doing his get-together over at Idaho Pizza over off Fairview. Really hope that you guys join us. Even if you have not been out to a Neptune event, you got to come out. This guy is phenomenal 
and it's just a good chance to hang out with other divers, talk diving, make fun of the Marine Corps, pay some respect to the Marine Corps, and then send Cordy on his way. So thank you so much. Hey, remember, as long as you've got air, you're all right.